Hello, I'm John Ellis, and this is episode nine of Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. The show designed to take you from zero to hero in the business networking world. So far in our ever-growing back catalogue of shows, we focused on a theoretical networking event to allow you to work through various scenarios which might come up. We've looked at the before, during and after section of our event, the importance of listening well, showing an interest and helping, how to follow up and nurture relationships to the know, like, trust stage, and covered a few of your fears and concerns about networking, up to and including some more difficult networking types and how best to deal with them in episode eight last time around. So if you just found us on this one, you can catch up anytime you like. And when you do, please spend a minute to rate and review our show as well. Leave a comment about what we could do in a future episode that might help you. Anything you like, and we can perhaps go off and record that episode soon. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. Search cows, not cow, and make sure you follow us as well. And that way, once you're all caught up, you'll get our fresh new episodes every week. This time on episode nine, a little bit different as we leave our one networking scenario so far and spread our wings in the company of our experts in the field of networking, someone who's made their living through it, Andrew Smith of Aberdeen Business Network, the man responsible for our show. Hi, Andrew. Hi, John. Good to see you again. And you. I feel like we've maybe reached the stage where it's off with the L plates as we're about to, to head out even further into the networking world. What are we looking at this week? Today's episode is going to be in the theme of, of different networking formats why there are different formats, uh, what these what these types are, the advantages and the disadvantages of the more informal, lightly structured events, and also the more formal and highly structured events, how to choose uh, the best fit for you and your business, uh, and also avoiding doing too much or too little networking. Okay, I'm, I'm feeling those sort of newbie networking nerves creeping back on the scene again. I'm only just out of this, this first theoretical event, and now you tell me there are more and they're different in formats. Dun, dun, dun. So um, why are there different formats? What's what's wrong with our, our one with the coffee station and the people that I'm getting to know, like, and trust? I think there are a couple of reasons for that. And the first is that different people and different personalities, different levels of networking experience simply like to network in different ways. You know, it's been an experience that there is no one size fits all. And that's why we see different networking formats now. And the second reason is that although you can have, yes, a room full of people and there's a coffee station and then on you go, I think we've learned over the over the decades that then there needs to be some help with the mixing and some help with the conversations. Some people are happy enough then going and making their own conversations, but others simply need a bit of help to do that. And that's where some of the different formats can come in. Okay. You might as well elaborate then. How many are we dealing with and, and what on earth are they? <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with change. <laughs> there are, yeah, 795 different networking event formats. But here's the first one. No, not at all. In general, you can group them under, under two different types. And that's kind of what we talked about there. The more likely structured, informal, it's getting a group of people together and there's an ebb and flow of conversation. You have as few or as many conversations as you want. The opposite to that is where, again, it's the room of people and there'll be a coffee station, but is there a, there's a format involved that means that the conversations are there for you and you're guaranteed to be speaking you know, to different people by following the, the event format. Some inevitably fall somewhere in between, um, where there'll be a degree of informality and then some more formal parts. 
But in general, and I hope it, it helps today, we try and see it as that yeah, informal, lightly structured, and then one that follows a particular format. What well, what are the pros and cons of these these different types of event? Then let's look at the um, the more informal, the lightly structured ones first. Take us through those. Yeah, I think a, a danger can be in, in these events, especially for the, the newer networker, and uh, maybe going at the event and not knowing too many people there. That it may be a little bit hard to, to get into conversations, unless, of course, they've listened to all these podcasts and taken notes and then re listened to the podcast. Then they'll be absolutely <laughs> fine. But also for the more experienced networker, you know, they can find that they end up speaking to the same people that they know, speaking to their pals for potentially too long. There's nothing there in the, in the format that's going to encourage them to speak to new people, to grow their contact sphere. But it's got its advantages as well. In general, the structured events, of course, they're, they're more relaxed because you're not put on the not put on the spot, and conversations can often then go on longer for their sort of run to the natural conclusion. You know, if, if it's going well in a two or in a group of several people, there's no need for it to then stop after ten minutes for the next conversation. It can go on to much more natural time. So advantage, uh, disadvantages, yes, but also a couple of advantages too to that type of event. And the more formatted events, and, and I guess as well, you better kind of take us through how they work because we, we haven't dealt with those. So the formatted events, what's the good and bad on those? Yeah, let me just give one example of that. We have a, uh, an event format called M4 Networking, and um, it's based in um, networkers in groups of four, and every group of four will meet every other group of four, you know, to work their way around the room and meet everybody in the room. And that's very effective. However, uh, it can be quite nervous for, for people because there's a, a public speaking element, uh, you know, for a start. And another negative is that uh, you might be having a conversation with somebody, but you don't have that long for the conversation. It can be brought to, to quite an abrupt end. Now, okay, with good following up, there's plenty of time then to make contact afterwards, but it then can stop slightly unnaturally conversations at the event. But the positives are the feedback that we've had in that particular format is you've got guaranteed conversations, you've got guaranteed connections. The format does that. And as a result, you're guaranteed to, to meet more people as well. So lightly structured, yeah, it can be quite chilled. You can speak to fewer people. Highly structured like that, M4, that meet everyone format. Conversations are made for you, guaranteed to meet a lot more people. It's kind of like the dashing white sergeant of networking events, isn't it? It's a table of four, and then you move, and then a table of four, and then you move, and you get your way around the room, yeah? Yes, and see you know, see those that can dance and those that can't. <laughs> and the guys there. How do you figure out which you should attend and how often you should be going? It's been my experience that, that most people have a, you know, have a gut feeling. Um, that they just they like Some will simply like the idea of going there, and they can then have as few as many conversations as they want whereas others will hate the idea of that, you know, if I go and approach people. So therefore, they want to be more highly structured where there is a format where the conversations are guaranteed. So I would say that the gut, you know, people's gut feeling is going to be right almost all the time. But there's nothing wrong, you know, with then asking people that have been to that format before, you know, maybe reading some reviews or asking a contact, say, you've done a bit of networking, I think I'm going to go to this format, you know, this event. How does the format work? and then make a judgment from there. And if you're not sure, it's to try them. You know, it's to try different types. Then you can say with experience, yes, that's for me, or that type maybe isn't for me. Yeah, so sort of dip a toe in the water, if you like. Now, this next answer, it might stick in your craw a little bit. I, I want you to be yeah. truthful. Um, if, you, if you've passed out with the pressure, I've got the smelling salts close by. Is there such a thing as too much networking? Yes. 
and definitely I've not seen it a lot, but I've seen it a bit over the over the years. We've got to be honest about the time the networking event takes. If we think about, and we're on the road back towards in-person events, but if there's prep, travel there, the event, travel back, and then adequate time for the follow-up afterwards, that can be a sort of, now talking maybe four or five hour chunk of time. And I have seen people go to too many networking events. They don't have time to follow up. They're getting a little bit scurrying with it. Other work is falling, you know, falling behind. So, if anyone's ever in that position where they can, I can't keep on top of the follow-up and the rest of my workload, that's when there's that's when there's too much networking. And also there's a difference between if somebody is operational, then they've got more pressure on their time. But if somebody tends to have a sales or a BD role, then it's likely they've got less time pressure because they're not operational. So we all have to be honest about it. Regular is key rather than doing it, doing it too often. Too often can lead to, to a lot more problems in the end. And I imagine uh, this is probably more common in the good times. You're busy and you think, oh, I don't have time. And besides, everything's going well. And then in the leaner moments, networking is looked upon by a lot of businesses uh, as an, an expense that can be cast aside. Presumably, too little networking is problematic as well. Yes, definitely. It's, it leaves a space. It leaves a space for for clients, for, for potential clients, or just your contacts, your introducers to forget about you. Uh, there may be competitors going to events, but it's not just the potential sales thing. You're missing out on visibility. Yeah, the potential new opportunities, market intel that's being shared, new supplier relationships. And that's why in the same way, I would never recommend networking so much that it becomes a burden. In no way would I recommend that any networker then drops out completely. Reduce it. You know, that can be, that can be fine. Reduce it in the short term. But it's good to be regular. So if someone is used to networking, go to networking event, you know, every two weeks and they drop to a month, or every week and they drop it to two weeks, that's fine. But not at all has a lot of risks. Just one final question here, Andrew. The I take it, you know, we've talked about the the more formatted and the less formatted. I take it the sweet spot is a mix of the two. I don't think so. No, it's that that means those that. There are some, you know, some networkers who absolutely want the, that that sort of ebb and flow and, and the chance to do their own thing and to go to longer conversation with some people. And if that's the style that fits for the, for their networking, then that event will work for them. But others, they absolutely want to meet as many people as possible. It could be a newer business, a newer networker. They really want to grow their, their contact sphere. Um, so that those that, that then, you know, are somewhere, somewhere in the middle, I think they fit for people that are comfortable with both types of format. But if your preference is one or the other, then you're better kind of to go to, to one of the main types or the or the other. But there is that space to get a bit of both. And those that say, well, I don't mind, I quite like both of them. That's where almost like that, yeah, that hybrid or compromised version, then that can work well too. And I asked. Uh, so what's next, Andrew? It's 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 questions that have been asked over the last few weeks. We've been very fortunate uh, to get a lot of a lot of feedback. Um, you know, from some of the topics that we've you know, we've covered, um, I've got a series of questions that have built up from that, and especially those that have been asked more than once. Uh, and I'd like to cover them in the next podcast and go into a little bit more detail than we perhaps did previously. Uh, and I hope that'll be of, of interest to the listeners. So, as your as your stardom is built, what you're meaning is people have been asking you where do you shop, you know, what what you like to eat, that that kind of thing. No, it's been questions like, you know, <laughs> when's it all going to end? Uh, do you anything apart from networking? 
<laughs> I'm John Bellis. Thank you for joining us today for Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. Now, if you found this useful, please rate and recommend us. And please follow us on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll get the show every week with all the good stuff, the hints and the tips for free, exactly what you want when you need it. And if you'd like to find out more about Andrew, the art of networking, where he shops, what sort of food he likes to eat, uh, or the networking scene in Aberdeen in Scotland, check out abnworks.co.uk. Just so you know, there will be none of his recipes or, or food on, on that website, I should just say. Uh, for some more networking blog tips, that's abnworks.co.uk. And you'll find Andrew on LinkedIn as well, where he's always happy to make new connections and chat about people's networking questions, experiences, and challenges. Search Andrew Smith from Aberdeen Business Network on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening.